This is episode 15. 15? Yeah. Okay. Get hype. Hold on, I'm hyping up. I'm <laughs> hyping up. I'm hyping up. <laughs> 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 it's time. It's time for another. It's time for another. No Sunday's podcast. Hey, welcome to another No Sick Days podcast, a gaming podcast. My name is John. I'm Chris. And we are two friends who have been talking about video games, but also playing video games for 28 oh. years. Yeah, still 28 years. 28 years. We haven't hit the friendiversary yet. When did we decide it was? August 15th. Dude, that's tomorrow. Okay, but we haven't hit it yet. Uh, well, by the time you hear this, Doesn't unless matter. I edit it today... Doesn't matter. Get <laughs> next next week. All right, twenty eight years and almost just shy of twenty nine. How about yeah, that? No, there's no cheating in this podcast. All right. Uh, so we're today, we're, up. today we're going to be talking about uh, some updates. Uh, we have uh, some old games that are worth looking at. I got a segment. I've played a bunch of mobile games recently. Um, some of them are they're all kind of being recommended or advertised, so you probably have seen them if you've been browsing the stores. Some of them are cool. Some of them suck hard. Uh, and then, Chris, you got a whole section on grinding. Yeah, I put on my no surprise face when you're like, there's a lot of crappy mobile games. <laughs> that's not surprising. Yeah. And I'm going to be talking about grinding uh, just because there's a lot of games that have come out or are coming out recently that are super grindy focused and people just eat them up. And so I kind of want to go into that a little bit. And also because I played a game that was kind of fun, but really kind of grindy and it set me off on uh, a longer tangent yeah well then the last thing i'm gonna i want to kind of pump up next week's episode we've been working on doing i don't know if we've talked about the podcast already we've been working on doing a music focused podcast um which started out the way i started out, i was like we'll do a history of music podcast and then i realized that that like people are in fucking degrees in the study of like video game history we'll just cover it in an hour yeah so i think we're going to be doing an entire episode about how some of the greatest music that we have discovered in games, how it's affected gameplay, just the memories, stuff like that, right? Exactly. Yeah, I so think that'll be a lot of fun because there is a lot of good music and music that's good in different ways. There's some music you would really not listen to outside of the game, but yeah. in the game, it makes the game work. Yeah. So that kind of stuff is also a big deal. And so just everything around music and games. So we've actually been working on this one for a while, so I'm hoping that that should be a fun one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. But this will be a fun one too, because I've got... <laughs> All of them are fun. <laughs> Hyped up. Actually, so let's jump into the updates. I've got two, kind of two big, big updates this week. Go for it. Um, first one is more straightforward. Uh, the Red Dead Redemption 2 gameplay trailer has dropped. And have you seen it? No, I have not. I have. I knew. I did see that the trailer dropped. You didn't watch it. I did not watch it. You should at least watch the trailer, even though you know now you established last episode you hate sandbox games. I I spent my trailer watching on Doom Eternal. Did you watch (laughs) that trailer? No. That's a cool trailer. I'll go watch Doom Eternal if you watch Red Dead Redemption Two. Fine. You want to do it right now? No. Okay. I mean, we can. Yeah. All right. Break. We're gonna come right back. That was cool. Yeah, we're back. Yeah, uh, so we watched Red Dead Redemption 2 first. Yep, what'd you think? It looks 
Cool. I am really attracted to the fact that you have your own gang of outlaws that you kind of become friends with or you uh, form relationships with or yeah. antagonistic relationships with or whatever the case is. So if those actually feel realistic, if you actually feel like you have a group of companions around you that you're traveling the world with and doing stuff, yeah. that is a super appealing aspect of a sandbox world that nobody really does well. So yep. that could get me over the hump into liking it more. It might provide just enough rails to keep you going. Right. Like, uh, it, like think um, the first Dragon Age when you had your band of people and you'd camp and talk to people and move move to the next place. Sure. Or uh, kind of reminded me of that a little bit, but it seems like they've expanded. Well, that's the first thing that popped in my mind. But anyways, yeah, so... Yeah, I the thing that... I need in a game is either really good just mechanics to master or something that's really immersive. And typically sandbox games don't immerse me because it just it's so easy to see through the veil of the gameplay of like, okay, I need to go do this mission to get some money, to do some more missions to get some more money to level up. And it just yeah. becomes very repetitive. But if you can bring me in with really good characters that are constantly being put into the world and interactable around mm -hmm. me, and you do stuff, and it actually changes the game immediately. Like Witcher 3, when you go to a town and you complete this quest, you might see actual ramifications in the game world. Yeah. And so that kind of stuff really immerses me into the game. Uh, just a lot of games haven't done that as of yet. Yeah. I am interested enough that, I don't know, I'd buy the game when it came out. But I'm not going to write it off anymore. All right, there you go. Yeah, because it could be... Rockstar is really good about characters. Um, they have made some of the most memorable characters, I think, in games. And they are really... They, the game promises, uh, they said, deeper combat. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, GTA combat, in general, is pretty surface level. It's like the fighting is hit a button to punch. Or shoot that's what it looks and like that's and that's that's it. been sort of a lack of appeal for me we'll in gta see, we'll see it remains to be seen if they actually deliver on that or or maybe they think they're delivering on it but what you're looking for isn't quite enough but yeah and also the game looks just gorgeous i've been looking at buying a new computer sometime in the next year yeah that would be a necessity i think to play that game at, at its at its yeah. best because it looks really good in the trailer I know, and I'm I'm going to be buying it for PS4, and I don't know is a PS4 game going to look like that. And I've we've definitely been over promised on graphics before, and yep. what one reason I have hope for this one is the, is the release date is so close. We're two months out, so this can't be. This is they they've got to be way past like concept testing. They've got to be into. They've got to have already nailed down how it's going to run in all the systems. So yeah, the game should be. Done now. It's just optimizing and a few little right, tweaks. Right. So I can't imagine if the gameplay, the true graphics for the game are like way off of what we just saw. That's gonna be a big deal. Um, it's different if it was like a year ago or two years ago. E three show off, and everybody's like, "Oh my gosh!" And then the next year at E three, it's like not quite as good. And the next year after that, eh, not quite as good. And then like they're just like resetting your expectations and how the game's gonna look. So the fact we're two months out and we're seeing graphics like that. Makes me feel pretty good. I also think that's a good reason for games to actually just start the hype machine six months or so before release instead yeah. of going full on ahead of time. And that's what they did. I mean, they announced a te there was like a teaser for Red Dead Redemption 2, I think it was six months ago, five months ago, 
I think that's the way to go now. Yeah, like a year ago, there was no word whatsoever of Red Dead Redemption 2. And then they had a website with a counter, and then they released a teaser. They hit us with the gameplay, and we, it's coming out October 26th. It's like that fast. I think there's a few exceptions to that rule, but for the most part, especially for big releases like that, you want to just hit them hard, hit them fast. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm definitely playing it. I know some of my friends already have it paid for, and it just it's <laughs> like, he's just like, yeah, when it releases, my PlayStation's going to automatically download it, so I'm just going to come home one day, and it's going to be there. I'm like, that's kind of cool. Sure, um, yeah. That's beautiful technology. And then we, then we watched the Doom Eternal. Ooh, that looks super cool. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, see, you haven't played the first the first remake of Doom. But yeah, the first, the Doom 2016, it's it's on my like my short list backlog. Like it's on the as soon as I as soon as it goes on sale, I'm getting it, playing it. Yeah, it. I got it for ten dollars. It was and that's a steal. Yeah, I mean it's easily. Easily worth the $20, $25, depending on how much you would replay it. And going through the game once, I think, was about 10 hours, but it has replayability because you have different builds you can do with your different uh, upgrades on weapons. The combat is just the best in first-person shooters. There is no game that can hold a candle to Doom 2016's actual shooting gameplay. Well, it's like one thing we're saying. Uh, while we are watching the trailers, I mentioned, you know, Rockstar games, are they're one of the best at making sandbox games period. ID Software, one of the best... Well, they invented the fucking genre, right? Yeah, basically. Wolfenstein. Yeah, that, they invented the first-person shooter, and they're still the reigning champs. I think I said Valve does a good job of telling story, and they've created some cool features, um, but ID Software just... I mean, the fact... I mean, they, the original games, and then two... Is it ID Software or is it id? I think it's id. I always say id software. Yeah. Id software? I think it's id. Yeah, whatever. It's cool. <laughs> id software. Uh, even to today, are still, still, still crushing it. Absolutely. So. Yeah, and that trailer looked super cool. <laughs> You're right. You, so you mentioned at one point, it's a little more one note, um, but they do that note really well. <laughs> that note is perfectly <laughs> executed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a little bit about the music, which I think we'll talk about next week. Yep. Um, yeah, the music in the game is sort of procedurally generated. Yeah. We'll talk uh, about all the games that do that next week. Well, let me bounce it over to you. I got one more, but let's bounce it over to you for a minute. What, what else? What do you got going on this week? Okay, so I went to my local arcade, or I guess our local arcade, because you could go there too when you live in Austin. Yeah. Uh, cool. Arcade UFO is down near campus to play in a Tekken tournament. That's the UT campus. UT yeah, near, near the UT campus. Yeah, fair enough. University of Texas at Austin. Austin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there was a Tekken tournament there. They do one every week. They do one for Street Fighter and Dragon Ball Fighters as well every week. Yep. Uh, so I went there. There were twenty three people participating in the tournament. Most of them were, you know, early twenties. Not surprisingly, but uh, overall, it was kind of a cool experience. I placed, I think, like seventh, eighth. Out of the 23 people there. I also played one of the guys who was in the top eight at DreamHack. He, oh. I think, finished fourth. And I beat him. Hey. So, that, so that was cool. It was an extremely close game that could have gone either way. I would have liked to see that. Yeah. And then I, I lost to the guy who won the whole thing. He just absolutely crushed me. And he played King, who has all these throws for people who haven't played Tekken. Okay. And you have to know how to react to the throws. And I don't. So I just said, I'm going to play super aggressively and hope it works out. Did not. It did not work out <laughs> at all. Uh, and then the game where I got eliminated, I lost. I had a sliver. The guy had a sliver of health. It was yeah. on round five of game three. Uh, Whoever no. got the next hit won the whole thing. It was a really close match, and it was a lot of fun. Did you have a crowd like going, oh. 
No, I mean, there wasn't really a big crowd involvement, which was kind of disappointing. So the, my kind of complaint is that everyone felt sort of in their own world. Either they were by themselves or they were with one or two friends that they knew. It wasn't a real big community atmosphere. And I juxtaposed that with a tournament that happened right after, which was Street Fighter Third Strike, I at, think. At the was at the same at the same arcade UFO was the tournament that was after. They have a monthly tournament. Yeah. And people were hyped up about matches. They clearly knew each other. And part of that might just be because that's an old game. If you've been playing that, you've been playing it for a while, well, and those people probably all know each other. One thing about DreamHack, when we were at that and we played in the Tekken tournament, that felt way more like people were watching each other's games. They were getting excited about things. There's community. And so it's just weird. It's, it's kind of fortunate to hear that that was not the case. Was... Yeah, and it may have been a one-time thing. You know, it could just be... It could be many reasons why, but that was my experience with it. I did enjoy it. It's probably something that if I keep playing Tekken or whatever, mm -hmm. and go to every three or four months just to kind of go there and play in a tournament with real people instead of just playing games online. Yeah, although Soul Calibur is going to be coming out soon. So, so then I'll have tournaments for that, probably. Are you going to stop playing Tekken entirely, or are you just going to... I'm going to buy stuff? Soul Calibur and just see what happens naturally. I mean, okay. I'm still playing Street Fighter and Dragon Ball, and I just sort of play whatever I'm in the mood for when it's time. Speaking of being in the mood for stuff, um, No Man's Sky? Not in the mood for that. Oh. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you are. <laughs> well, yeah, so check it out. So No Man's Sky, for the one person who follows video games who lives under a rock and somehow doesn't know about this game, it was one of the, the most egregious examples of over-promising and under-delivering uh, that's ever happened. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, worse than this, the most recent SimCity debacle that happened a few years ago. Uh, the but far worse. So, <laughs> yeah. No Man's Sky came out two years ago. Uh, purported to be this like incredible, massive, like you know, procedurally generated universe that everybody's playing in. Blah blah blah. Turned out, uh, nope. Everybody was in their own. All those creatures from the trailers didn't exist. All these things from the trailers didn't exist. And so it was just this huge letdown. But I, I even I still sunk a ton of time to the beginning. Um, the game was, was a lie. The game was a lie. The cake was a lie. Yeah, once I got, once I got through the initial kind of novelty of it, I, I was like, man, it's so, so boring. Um, so poorly executed. It looked... <laughs> the gameplay as promised looked boring to me. Okay. So the next level of awfulness of they don't even have that gameplay. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad I never bought yeah, it. You, you would I'm definitely it. glad I didn't buy it at the time it launched. So uh, between that to the next year, by the next year they had released base buildings, vehicles, they had made a lot of tweaks, they had added to the story. To the, so I went back and played it some more, and I was like, this is better. And I was like, eh, no, like, still no, not really. Um, and then I, oh yeah, the most, wait, before I go any further, the most upsetting thing is they're, they're like, hey, getting to the center of the universe is going to be the big goal of the game, right? I remember that. Or center of the galaxy. So you get yep. to the center of the galaxy and everybody's like, oh, what's going to happen? And here's what it does. It resets your game and puts you at the beginning of the game in a different galaxy with <laughs> nothing. You get nothing. It takes away everything. It's a new game plus with nothing for it. So fucked up. What? It was terrible. People were like, wait, that's it? That, that seems like some sort of philosophical <laughs> They're trying to... description of the world. You go through, you put all of your life into, your energy into your life, and then Nihilism. it just goes away. Yeah, so people weren't so happy about that. And then I remember when somebody, finally, two players com 
confirmed they were in the same location at the same time and like the the guy i forget his name but he was like that's not possible it's so unlikely and they're like dude here it is he's like oh oh yeah that's right i guess we don't have multiplayer sean murray yeah like suck it he he lied about a lot of things so uh this year we recently had something called no man's sky next which uh they released and I started hearing from rumblings from people that, like, this fixes the game. This is the game they had promised. This is the game they had said they were going to release at the beginning. And I just kind of ignored it, but I kept seeing it pop up. And then I saw as I logged into PlayStation, you can see what your friends are playing. One or two of my friends were playing it again. I was like, okay, I already own the game. It's already installed on my PlayStation. So I booted it up the other day. I played for maybe 30 minutes, and I, I stopped playing. And I was like, eh, this is, like, the same shit. And then I... Then like, but I was like, uh, you know, I, I got it on board, so I booted it up again. I played for a few, for about an hour and a half, two hours, and I was like, okay, you know, they've definitely improved a lot. The universe feels like it's populated. The gameplay is cool. They've changed a lot. It feels like not only feels like a different game, it feels like a complete game. And so I played for a bit, turned it off, and I found myself wanting to go play again, and so I did, and I actually was having fun, uh, enjoying the story. It felt, it felt like the it felt like an actual game. Does that make sense? Sure. What, what I'm realizing is comparing that initial thing they released, that's like an alpha build proof of concept. Right. Some sort of tech demo. Yeah, it was a glorified tech demo, which didn't even showcase most of the tech. And now what they have is an actual game with a story, characters. Uh, I mean, is the yeah. story really that important? The game seems to be still about exploring things, getting resources, getting new stuff to upgrade new stuff. We got two options. You can either play the game where it's just total sandbox and just basically tell the story to, you know, fuck off and do your own thing, or okay. you can actually follow the story, which is this weird mysterious uh I don't know, how do I put this? It's obviously it's a big mystery, right? There's some larger thing happening and you want to discover what it is. And I'm hoping that it's different than it was in the original game I played because that sucked and it was very surface level and crappy. But so far, there's considering more... how little energy they put into anything else, I'm not surprised that the story in the original is crappy. Right, really bad. So uh, fortunately, though, in this one, I'm intrigued. So is the story what is interesting you and bringing you back in? Because you said I want to go and play again. That's what's bringing me back in. Really? So, yeah. I mean, that is absolutely not what I would have expected to get you back into the game. So I'm like, I'm like, I mean, because I do enjoy, I do enjoy the core idea of the game. That's appealing to me, and everything else. It, it just I stopped playing because the story sucked and the game mechanics were just poorly executed. And I was like, I can't play this anymore. So now the game mechanics play well for what they are, um, but even that by itself is not of interest to me. It's like build your own your own base. I'm not into that. Some people love that shit. I'm not like I've loved it in other games. I don't in this game. I'm just not into it. Okay. Um, but there's aspects of what's happening. The immersion of the game feels much better, you know, far better executed than it has been in the past. Mechanics are far better executed. Even the space combat, like, feels like space combat now. Like, I was trying to take off from a planet with some resources, and I kept getting attacked by pirates who had fight off, and then, like, the security from the for security force would show up and reinforce me, and we get into these combat fights, and I was actually using both weapons and... Uh, they fixed the way you regenerate your shields real quick. So you can like regenerate your shields now real quickly, which is nice. There's a lot of like a lot of quality of life improvements to the game, plus uh, a lot of mechanics of the game, plus all the stuff they've been adding. So it's kind of like it, it feels No Man's Sky Next feels like a finished game. So I guess what I would say is if you played No Man's Sky originally and you enjoyed it even a little bit, 
I would say it's worth at least, you already own the game, it's worth at least like spending an hour or two on the new one. I mean, as well, it does seem like, yeah. I mean, you have to credit the company for not just taking the money and running. Yeah. They could have done that, but they've actually put the time and energy to finish making the game. They have spent two, two years later. They have totally spent, and this game has spent another two years in development. That's, I mean, some of this, they've added multiplayer where you can actually see other people. Uh, so that's, I mean, they've, they've been developing this game for two additional years. The game right now is in the top 25 constantly of most played games on Steam, whereas before it had nobody playing the game, basically. And with No Man's Sky next, that's what's worth that's, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, They yeah. have 50,000 people playing the game simultaneously now, whereas before they had 1,000 people playing the game. I believe it. Because I mean, and, and the reviews are showing it, too. The game has gone from mostly negative or overwhelmingly negative to, to mixed now, which yeah. is... Very difficult for a game to do, considering how many bad reviews are from people that are never going to go back and change the reviews. Right. So to have people change their mind and have that significant number, certainly a testament to at least, hey, uh, it sucks to release a really bad game that you basically <laughs> lied about everything you said was going to be in it. Yeah. But I think it's made up for by actually staying dedicated to There's, finishing the product. I mean, it's clear there are people in an office somewhere Still spending all day trying to make this game better. Yep. And I so, still have no desire to play it, but <laughs> but it's not my kind of game. All right. Well, that's, that's me until we get to the next. All right. So I have, I have one last thing cool. I'm going to say, which is kind of a similar game in some aspects to No Man's Sky. So I don't know why I was attracted to it, but uh, it's called Star Traders Frontiers. It's an indie game by the Treese Brothers. Okay. Uh, they've made a couple other smaller games, uh, but they've really put a lot of energy into this game. They constantly release updates. They're extremely, extremely talkative on the forums. It seems like they're responding to basically every thread that gets any sort of attention whatsoever. So that was cool. The the game is a sandbox game, and I sort of bought it because it was the most appealing sandbox title I've seen in a while for me. So you haven't totally sworn off sandbox Well, I think this game has made me swear it off because (laughs) I think it's well done, and I just don't really dig it. What's what, the, what's so the, the appeal to me, so I'll get to the appeal and then I'll say a little bit more about the game. Okay. Uh, the appeal is that the game world is very dynamic, it shifts constantly, it's running on its own whether or not you're doing anything. There's multiple houses and factions in the space world, right? So there's this big giant space of uh, several player, galaxies, a single player game. And there are different houses and factions that are basically running the show. So they have different planets that they control, different cities, different uh, structures, all with their own rules and regulations. So you might be able to legally trade one good in one planet, but not in another. But to get around that, you can ingratiate yourself with high-ups in the factions to acquire trade permits, which let you start doing these things. Or you can go to a smuggler who gets you access to a black market. Okay. Uh, so there's you have these different ways of playing the game. There are different ways of approaching different situations. Uh, so what's cool, though, is that these factions are fighting each other, going in through info wars against each other. There are little there are politicians who are rival politicians in the same faction who are trying to one-up the other and increase their influence, which gets them the ability to uh, procure better goods for their planet or... This is like an economic game, like a trading... Sort of. So the closest game uh, that I would say... It's a simulation. Okay. Uh, it's a sandbox simulation. It's similar to like the X series, like X3. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but you are a... Uh, where you come into the picture is you are a single ship 
entity. You have a crew of 20, 30, 40 people, mm -hmm. all with their own traits and talents, which can be pretty overwhelming, honestly, especially because a lot of them are kind of not interesting. They help you with little things here and there, little skill checks. But in the grand scheme, you're like, I don't remember who this guy is and I don't really care, but I need him to navigate this electromagnetic field I'm going through. This sounds like a very deep game. It's a very, yeah, uh, okay. the systems are very deep, I okay. should say. Uh, so, and you as a trader, you're a star trader, that's what you're considered, even if you're not trading, uh, you can choose to do a you can be a spy, you can be a smuggler, you can be a bounty hunter, you can be a pirate, you can be a trade, like to actually just trade goods. Mm -hmm. So you have these different roles that you can undertake. And all of it really comes down to make money to get more stuff. Sure. I mean, yeah. that's what these games really all come down to. You can affect the galaxy in a greater scale. Mm -hmm. You can assist with war efforts. You can sell information. Uh, that you've acquired via spying to one side or the other, which will tilt the info war that's happening between these in one side's favor, which could lead to far-reaching ramifications in the galaxy. Mm -hmm. All of that stuff takes a long time to actually happen, though. It's not like, oh, I did a mission, something changed, which I think is a problem for me because something like Witcher, I get to see these changes immediately. Yeah. In this, it's like you're going to be playing 15 hours before you really see the, the butterfly effect of all of your actions. I Gotcha. I can see how that's really appealing because it gets you perhaps into the world and keeps you there for a longer stretch of time right. than other sort of sandboxy games might. My problem, though, is while there's all these cool systems and dynamics in play and reputations and uh, all these different characters kind of have their own relationships with other characters in the game mm -hmm. to create a somewhat believable world... The core gameplay loop, however you choose to go about it, whether you're killing ships, trading goods, spying on stuff, is do these tasks to get money to upgrade your stuff. And none of the stuff in the game is particularly challenging in a mentally stimulating way. I feel like most of it is pretty easy to figure out if you just put in the time. Mm -hmm. And so it's perform your actions in a way that creates the story you want to create in the world. And that's the appeal. And I think that's the core appeal of Sandbox is make your own fun. Yeah. I don't like that. And I think this game really, because the systems are pretty deep and there's a lot of cool simulations and I don't like it. And I think that really speaks to, this just isn't the genre for me. The yeah. make your own fun, not fun. <laughs> <laughs> you make the fun for me and I'll live it. I mean, I'll be honest. What you're describing sounds interesting enough for me to check out. I'm, and I think I'm it could curious. be. Yeah. What's it called again? Star Traders Frontiers. Is it? It's a $15 game on Steam. It uses no resources whatsoever because it doesn't look... You know, it yeah, looks, yeah, yeah. it's like an indie game, right? Is it is it available for anything else or is it just, just on it's Steam? It's just on Steam right now. Okay. Uh, yeah, I could see it being a worthwhile shot for you. And if you do end up playing at some point, I'd be curious what you think. But I'm done with it. Okay. <laughs> so, and, and that's going to lead me to my segment, which we'll get into on the back half on part three about grinding in general. Yep. yep. And, and we'll just talk about all the ins and outs of it, but I don't like it, as you might be able to tell. <laughs> so we'll see where that goes. All right. Uh, let's take a break. Yep. And... How back are we? 
we're back. We're 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 going to talk about mobile games, and we're we're talking into a mobile phone. <laughs> I put you on the spot with that. Yeah. So we're back in gonna, a meta sense. I'm gonna give that that uh, segue back in the episode a four out of ten. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> I'm gonna give. You I your... rate myself ten out of ten all the time. <laughs> so it averages a seven. Good enough. It's either it's either confidence or mm-hmm. arrogance. I'm gonna give you a an eight out of ten <laughs> on that. I'll give myself a ten out of ten <laughs> on my response, right. which is a ten out of ten. All right, let's talk about mobile games. Let's just rate my responses. Okay, fuck it. <laughs> mobile games. I'm gonna rate your rating of your rating. <laughs> yeah, uh, it never stops. Six out of ten. I'm afraid. Mm. Well, you're almost close enough to the 10 out of 10 that it actually is. That it objectively is. <laughs> objectively. I'm going to rate your usage of the word objectively to like solidify your argument an 8 out of 10. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Because it gets most people. Yeah. Object- yeah just, just say the word oh, well, objectively. So suddenly it's not your opinion. It's just, it's just fact. fact. Yeah. And it's like you're dumb for not knowing Man, that. I so love, objectively. I love alternative facts. I fucking hate the use of that word. Oh, yeah. When and, it's not meant to be used. Or... Anyways. Okay, so mobile games. Yeah, mobile games. So I um, still playing Revolution. Lineage 2, we'll get to it. It's only for a moment. Okay, cool. But uh, when you got I me guess. to play Reigns, it kind of opened me up to like, let's play some other games. I was actually kind of hoping I would find the game to replace okay. Lineage 2. Okay, me too. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I mean, that's unfortunate. <laughs> Did you play a lot of games like Lineage 2? Nope. Okay. Try. I kind of spread wide. Did a couple different games. Really what I was looking for were games that were ostensibly uh, highly rated and or trending on the Play Store's um, top games list, right? Okay. If it's popular, maybe it's good. Right. So, I, you know, I use an Android, so I'm off the Play Store, uh, not on iOS. So, uh, these are going to be all the games that were popping up either through advertisements, like heavy amounts of ad- One of these games was like heavily advertised to me. And then other games that are just high up on the list. Uh, so I'm going to start with a game called uh, Hole.io. Have you heard about this? No. So Hole.io is uh, brought to us by Voodoo out of Paris, actually, France. And it was released on June 21st, 2018. Um, it has had over 10 million downloads already. On This is a paid game? This is a free game. This is a free game. Okay. It's actually a free game. Some of these are paid, some of these are free. Okay. Uh, Hole.io is actually, this is, this is one I'm going to be keeping for a while. Uh, it's a really simple gameplay. Uh, you basically are a hole, like a black hole, and you have a little little city that's kind of built like a Katamari setup. So in Katamari, you kind of have a ball and you roll around. You can pick things up, and then you get a little bigger. You pick bigger things up. Escalation. So same idea, except instead of a ball rolling around, you're a hole, and things fall into the hole. Okay. So you take your hole, and you go down a street, and you can consume some people, and then some mailboxes, and you get a little bigger, and you consume some lights. And some trees get a little bigger. You can start consuming cars, and then you can see buildings, and that's the gameplay. Do you have levels that you go through? Is it no? It's one an map. open world. Eat them up. Nope, it's one map. But here's why it's fun. Uh, it's multiplayer, and they have like a bunch of different game modes. So one of the game modes is you got two minutes to grow as big as you can. Winner wins, right? Uh, another game mode is be the last hole surviving. So one thing you can do is if you're bigger than another guy, you can also eat them. And you eat their holiness? Yeah, you <laughs> grow by their size? Not by their size directly, but you do get a lot of points for it. Uh, there's also like a two-minute race map where you're solo, trying to get as much done as you can. Um, I haven't really played any of the other ones, but I have played those three. And, and the thing is, it's like, when a game is that simple, uh, the trick, I think, to making it fun is 
make it really easy to learn, really easy to play, and really easy to get into a game. So you're not spending a lot of time on loading screens or anything. And this game excels. So you get, it's got one control, your finger on the screen. There's no buttons or anything. You just move your finger around and send it in a certain direction. So they've passed that test. Um, easy to understand. You, you put your hole into things and you beat it. <laughs> That's the game mechanic. Easy. Easy to I understand. understand. And the last one uh, is to get into a game, it takes seconds. So you, to launch the game, it's like that. To get a game running, it's, it's like right there on the screen. Hit play. You're in the game. It takes about five seconds maybe to match you up with people. And the game launches so fast that I actually was questioning whether the multiplayer was real. I'm like, there's no way that it was able to match me with 10 other people. It's about 10 people in a game that fast. Like, I don't believe it. And so I looked it up, and because I thought it was bots, maybe I looked it up, and sure enough, it's that's all real, real people playing the game. Uh, and I think they're able to do that because the game is so simple, so quick. The entire game is built to be multiplayer. Um, and there's over 10 million downloads, so there's there's people. a lot of people playing the game. They probably don't do any ranking system either. I mean, no. It's a simple game. Why would they? Yeah, there's no rank. I mean, at the end of the game, it ranks you. The winners get a certain number of stars, which you can spend on like skins and other stuff. But you're not looking at your elo after the game and saying, "Oh, I lost to a master rated player." Nope. This, it, it's this, too simple. I mean, there'd be no reason to do this that. This game is very much meant to be played if you got like if you have three minutes a spare minutes you can complete a game and that's how fast this game goes i gotcha so i think that's why it's successful i'm gonna keep this game on my phone it's fun and i'd recommend it if you are if you're a fan of like katamari style games uh you'll dig this at least and so if you get satisfaction from that feeling of rolling a ball over like a building and or godzilla or screaming people and sucking them into your giant ball of things then you will enjoy this game as you have buildings collapse into your hole uh yeah <laughs> that's what I looked for. Yeah, that's hole.io. Um, I've got another one. Uh, well, let me talk. Let me talk shit about a game, and then we'll go back to another one. I okay. like. We'll I like it. Let's do right. alternating. All right, we'll do alternating. So now I'm gonna talk about one I'm not a fan of. Uh, this game is called Terra Genesis. It's currently ranked number six on simulation games on the PlayStation Play Store. It's a free game, also. Sounds like a simulation so game. Terra Genesis like is create an Earth. Yeah, so it's from Tilting Point, a, uh, a company out of New York. It's released on April 3rd, 2018. It has just over a million downloads. I got this one because it was... You say this one is free or paid? This is free. Okay. And I got this one because it's been av- they're running heavy advertising for it. So it kept popping up, and I was like, fine, I'll download it and I'll check it out. It could be cool. I don't know. It builds itself as like a building um, colonies and mining and economies on different planets and like terraforming the planets. And so you can do the moon, you can do Mars, whatever. So launch the game, quickly discover if you want to do anything other than the moon or Mars, like any of the planets, you have to pay for them per planet. Yeah. That sucks. Also the gameplay sucks. <laughs> so you're not going to be doing that, I no. see. I started playing it and I think, so usually games where it's like, it's got like a timer, like hey, you build the structure, you have to wait a certain number amount of time to like collect the resources, so you can build something else. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's yeah, fun, I know what you mean. That farm that, build that mechanic, is right? the most old school generic mobile mechanic there is. So unless I'm like really not at least I'm really missing something, it's a terrible implementation of that mechanic. Because usually the games will at least give you enough content to play for like two hours, enough you, to get you hooked. Yeah, uh, this game doesn't. You can do like three things, and it's like cool. Now you got to wait. I was like, I don't. Why would they do that? Yeah, yeah. Like, those games excel at giving you. Buildings that complete in five minutes or less, and tons of them, like you said, for two hours worth of content yeah. before you start slowly 
putting yeah. that carrot further and further away. So they don't do that. I think the I'm just I'm really gonna shit on this game. Uh, I, uh, Terra Genesis. I think the the gameplay is boring. I think the uh, the UI is not well executed. Uh, it's not intuitive. Intuitive. It doesn't like choices. You don't seem to have a lot of options to play. There's not a lot to do. Is what I'm, I guess what I'm getting at. Like you think about pl- just the core concept of playing a game. There's just not much to to play. It's like I log in, <laughs> I'm gonna hit three buttons, and nothing's really gonna happen. And then like that's all I can do. Uh, so fuck this game. That sounds pretty pointless. Yeah, it's it's being deleted on my phone after this podcast. I left it on there just for the extent of this. Just because you might need to do some research later. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you are just a research mechanism for what not to do. Yep, that's so that so that one's a that's a no. Um, the next one I played was called Alto's Odyssey. Uh, have you heard of this one at all? I'm very doubtful I've heard of any of these. Okay, so this is a, a game from Noodle Cake Studios out of Canada, <laughs> released July 25th, 2018. So I got this one because new. it has won like all the awards, um, and it is like universally loved on all the indie game sites. It's an indie game for the phone. So anyone who reviews mobile games, it's just like this game is perfect and incredible. It's a very simple mechanic. So it's like a, it's kind of like a Maze Runner style game. So it's got a procedurally generated world and you have a character. And in this case, it's Desert Dunes and you're kind of a sand surfer. And so it's got one control, but you, you click the, you click the uh, screen to jump. And if you hold it, your guy does a trick and you let go and he'll land, right? That's it. Uh, but the amount of things you can do with just that mechanic are pretty great. Um, and it's actually, so the art is incredible. It does, I'll attest to the fact the artwork is incredible. I'll attest to the fact the sound is really incredible. Uh, they did a great job with the soundtrack. It's kind of like, remember that uh, um, kind of atmospheric music based rhythm game we were playing at DreamHack that was just had really cool visuals and sound? I do. Yeah, so it's yeah, similar. It's, one. it's in that vein. Okay. Um, one other thing I like is speaking of how to get you into a game, you launch the game and it starts like immediately. You so gotta do that with a mobile game. It's like play, yeah, it's like it has the welcome to the game, your character flies on the screen, hits the thing, and starts going. And then it and then as it's going, it doesn't even stop, it doesn't even pause, it's just like do this to jump. And you're like, cool. And it's like, hey, you did it. And then it throws the next obstacle at you, do this to get over it. You do that. And so it quickly, you're already playing the game as it teaches you the game without ever even having to launch the game. Which is, I think, is great. So uh, seamless that you are entranced by its beauty before you have a chance yeah. to respond. Yeah, like it's got you going before you even have a chance to think about it. Um, what's cool about it is, is it's execute. So far, it's executed well. Uh, there's apparently a whole like story that I haven't gotten good enough yet to play, and I really want to find out. So like that's the thing is I'm I'm hooked enough to like to spend the time to get better at the game so I can figure out what this other stuff is because you can gain levels you accomplish missions sort of and like you've got goals like you want to collect certain the core stars. gameplay though is just pressing jump that's it and you can spot but and part- holding it for different lengths of time depending on what kind of jump you need to do well depending on what's, what obstacles are coming at you and what you want to accomplish that's it and so the fact that that's all the game is the and that there's a story and the music and the art and the design are so good that it's getting this well reviewed and received. And there might be more down the road that I haven't discovered yet, to be perfectly honest, but that's all I found, and I'm like... I doubt it changes much. I, I, I don't know. I don't think so. Did you play Super Mario Run? Uh, I didn't know. Because I think that's supposed to be similar. I mean, where you basically are just going and you press a button to jump when you need to. Yeah. 
Uh, well, like a like a like a temple run. Remember that game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's weird, and it's like I'm playing it, and I'm like, I guess it's good, and everybody's saying it's amazing, and there's like this whole they keep talking about this part of the game. So here's what here's why I'm still hooked. All these people are talking about this part of the game I haven't seen yet, and I feel like I've been playing it. And I'm just like, okay, so what are they talking about? Like, I get it. It's good. The music's amazing. The design is great. Gameplay is simple but fun. But what are y'all talking about? Like, what do you mean these other parts of the world? And what do you mean the story? Like, do you have any idea of when that's supposed to happen? When no, you're I, supposed to get there? I it's just it. supposed to happen at some point. But I do know that as I get better, things do change. The further I get into the game, each on each run, things get... Are you going through the same run each time and you're just getting better at it? Or there's so different levels? It's procedurally generated. So it's just one level. It starts the same way and then quickly changes depending on how, you're, how well you're doing. Um, so far, you'll build the rocks in your path. You got to jump. There's these balloons, like weather bo- or air balloons, that have like streamers touched to them, where you can like jump up, bounce on balloons, grind the streamers. Uh, there's caverns that you need to launch over at certain times, um, and that's really all I've seen so far. And it's it's like a you know kind of throws these puzzles at you that you have to like okay how do I get over this? But you only have like a split second to figure it out. It sounds like next gen Flappy Bird. Uh, <laughs> not not gonna lie, it's not that shitty. Okay, yeah. Um, but like I said, man, I'm playing it and it's it is fun, and you can play it. You, you can knock out a game in thirty seconds or two minutes if you want. And the uh, review, I mean, if you look it up, the reviews are crazy. Like everyone's just this. Like this is a sequel to another game too. What's the called, game called again? It's a sequel to a game called Alto's Adventure, which was also universally loved. Like this game was so hyped that people were the in the articles. They're just like. Alto's Odyssey is coming out soon, and like Alto's Odyssey is about to be here, and Alto's Odyssey is out. Apparently, it's paid. You have to pay for it on iOS, but it's free on Android. Ooh, we got it. I know, but on Android you get ads sometimes between between runs. Seems reasonable. Yeah, they would want to make money somehow. So go go figure, man. It does have. Uh, it's been out for a few weeks. It's got five hundred thousand plus downloads. So no, I'll, I'll try it out. Uh, you know, I might even try it out after we finish this up. Just I have a little talking point for next week. How long do you think before I stop playing? Um, I'm gonna give you thirty minutes. Okay, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess fifteen. I think you'll give it thirty minutes. Okay, if you have the sound. All right, I'll I definitely put out the sound because you said that's important. Yeah. Okay. I think I think I'm um, thirty minutes is a stretch. Actually, I think I think you'll give it thirty minutes. Okay. I think even if you like it, you'll still stop at thirty minutes. <laughs> Probably. Okay. Um, all right. Next one I got is called uh, Hole Down. This is a paid game. This is the number top, number nine top paid arcade game right now. Um, although it's only at a thousand plus downloads, and it's from a group called Grape Fruct Games. <laughs> uh, released also July twenty fifth, twenty eighteen. Grape Fruct. Yeah. So this game, I actually wrote a review for it on the Play Store. Give it three stars out of five. Um, basically. The to give you an idea, it's like a it's a combo of a um, of a uh, what I call them ball breaker games, block breaker games. We got a ball, bounce it at blocks, and they break. And I remember run. that. Yeah, that was a good time. Ninety five. Right. So the the novelty of this one is it flips it over, so the ball is coming from the top. You got to angle them through, and each block has a number on it. And that's how many times you have to hit it before it goes. And it's got a Tetris feature where every time you shoot, it goes up one. So if it gets all the way to the top, you lose. And you can also, you know, there's little things you can upgrade where you can get more balls. You can have more uh, balls. <laughs> All know. the balls. I don't remember, man. So balls. 
You remember balls to drink? That was, that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the shitty thing is, you know, so I bought it because it was well reviewed. It looked cool. I started playing it. Um, and the game, I, like it took me maybe three hours to basically max everything out, get to the last level. And then it's like, no, you're an infinite play. Have fun. I'm like, wait, that's it? Like people were talking about a story that they were supposed to be. Like it starts off as if there's a story and you're like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like I wonder how this is going to develop. It doesn't. That's it. <laughs> uh, so it's it's the review I put up is you know it, the core mechanics are perfectly executed mm-hmm. for a game that you're you're paying for. It's very smooth and well done. Um, but man, there's like no replayability and you've got no interest in like continuing the game whatsoever. It that part of it fucking sucks. I have to wonder if people who play mobile games have a much lower threshold for story than real people. <laughs> because uh, this one lacks story period it's just but like, you said that people were saying that there's a story element the advertisements oh, the advertisements the good reviews were but I looked through and there's plenty of people with bad reviews who just like I am they're like hey wait a second this isn't why don't I just pay for this you know not worth the money I paid for it for what I paid which is like I think three bucks for a mobile game you expect a lot yeah three dollars for a mobile game is you would expect a lot Kind of significant, yeah. And so I was, ex- I saw three dollars. I saw the reviews, and I'm like, I mean, okay, you're, you're not looking for a full fledged RPG, but no. you're looking for something that's going to occupy either just an amazing experience or something that's long enough that you get to fully enjoy it. Yeah. Throughout. So I thought I went into it thinking, okay, maybe there's more to this game than I'm seeing, and there was not. So there usually isn't. I feel ripped off. Not happy about it. I feel like it's very rare that there's more to the game than what you've seen in an hour of gameplay. I would say, uh, at best, if it was free, it could occupy some time, but don't pay a dollar for this game. Don't pay 50 cents for this game. I won't. There you go. All right. Uh, Last one. This one we love so much. We (laughs) is a strong word. Uh, Lineage Revolution 2. They have added... Uh, they've actually made the grind a little easier, or I'm getting better at grinding. I don't know. One Maybe a little both. This will be a good segue into part three. It will be a good segue into part three. So Lineage 2 has made the grind a little easier. I've been leveling a little faster, which I'm into. Um, as always, they keep adding more bosses, more difficulty levels, and and check it out, entire new new grinding systems. Wow! I know. Now, instead of getting points for just leveling up one type of gear, you can level up all the different gears. So they're oh like, gosh. If, if you uh, were to collect all the different gear sets for a character and level them all up and max out all their attributes and max out all their enhancements, there's a whole nother reward system for that that makes your so character So you more powerful. can just keep grinding. Until you've done everything in the game. <laughs> and then they'll find more things for you to grind on. Bet. You'll never run out of grinding. <laughs> it's the, that is the tagline of and, Lineage T Revolutions. And people keep fucking playing. The grind never ends. But I will say, our guild, which I think when we when that server merge happened, we were at like 50-something. We are now at 38 because our guild is badass. Oh, wow. So badass. I know Detroit Blossoms for Life. You have accomplished so much. Pedal Life, dude. That is meaningful. <laughs> but I am jealous it's of your accomplishments. Funny is like I like these people running the guild. Like we we chat on it's like a little community. That's that's one reason that keeps people in it because you build a community of people. And so we're deciding like you know we haven't captured any fortresses or castles in a while. And they did release that new game mode which I haven't played yet and I've been really wanting to, which is that like live three three like three on. What am I trying to say three clans at once? Which is like. That could easily be a hundred people playing in one game, one match, trying to defeat each other. I want to play that. 
That looks like fun. That does sound neat. I mean, yeah. and that's what I've been powering up for this whole time. I keep leveling up my characters so that when I get into these games, I'm more of a force. Is this? Take place at a predetermined time. Those those big battles. Yeah, some of them so you just are have like, to be available at the right time. Right. So like Saturday nights, think to do the big open battles. Friday nights might be another type of game. Uh, there's like one night a week where they do all the three on three tournaments. So it's three on three tournaments that are held weekly, and you can only play those at certain times. And then our guild obviously has a obviously has a schedule for when we do raids. So like Ooh. usually every night around nine thirty Eastern, eight thirty Central. Um, and then sometimes on the weekends we'll do extra stuff. So so what do you feel is the biggest driving force for you to continue playing? Is it just that you're seeing your numbers slowly get better? Like your, your numbers are improving at the right pace that you're staying in with the game? Yeah, I think that's it. And like whenever I get bored, one thing I notice is whenever I get bored with one component of the game, I play a different component for a while. And I just don't do that for a while. And then after like a couple weeks, I get bored with this one, so I go back to the other one. <laughs> See what I mean? So they got enough different like, it may be that they have enough different things to do in the game that when you get bored with one thing, they've got other things for you. It to seems do. like what there is to do is you have your auto quests or you have your raids and dungeons. What what else is there that you would swap between? Or are there little there's, niches in that? I mean, there's PvP. There's yeah. So you've got you got all the questing you can do. Right. Then there's the actual story that you can play. Then there are the um, there's the uh, dungeons. There are elite dungeons, which are different. There's the this tower challenge thing. There's uh, you can go to a garden and pick flowers. Oh, and make potions and power up. Um, there's a get gold like battle like trial. There's is any of trials. this not just obvious? Like I'm gonna click a button and things will resolve over time. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, some of it you have to actually play. Um, you have to play like you just need to be there, but you don't no, you have, to have to mentally be engaged. No, you have to actually like set up your build and dodge and move around and attack and yeah, some of that actually does happen. And then especially when you're in skeptical and when you're in multiplayer, uh, you find like the team that wins is the team that has somebody like coordinating and you're playing correctly and people are working together to capture goals and, and maintain and defend and attack these areas at certain times. And, I believe that. Yeah. So that's also part of the game. Then there are also like, you know, like you know, raids where it's like really difficult and you have to have everybody in working the right way. It's not as deep as like a true MMO, but it's there. So like I said, it's just every time you get bored with one aspect, there's another aspect that gets kind of interesting. And hopefully, I was trying to find another game, dude. That's why I did this. This whole section is for me trying to find another game to play. All the grindy games are the same. I thought Terra Genesis was going to be it. No, you. I, I don't know how you're going to replace Lineage because it's a grindy game. You're already invested in it. Another grindy game is you just have to start over from square one, but there's not going to be any better gameplay. Well, and this this game has the backing of a company that has like two hugely successful MMOs under their belt. So that's like they're making. Yeah, a so lot. they know how to monetize, and they got resources to throw at it to keep growing the fucking game. Because well, they have resources because people buy shit in the game. I haven't spent a dollar. Well, I've thought about it. Other people do. I'm sure other people have. Other people aren't cheapskates, John. Dude. Support the company. Like when the new this new mount got released, and it's like if you wanted the mount and everything with it, I think it's like at least twenty bucks or fifty bucks or a hundred bucks, depending on how much you wanted. And I saw people riding those things day one. I was like, damn, you just dropped fifty dollars on that thing. You're crazy. That's what people do. So the, I'm asking you these questions because I want to explore why people are attracted to grinding. 
because I think it's a very awful, awful thing that human humanity has created. It's addiction, man. It is, yeah, it's addiction. It's just pure addiction. I don't see, it's just heroin, but not quite as long-lasting of effects. Yeah, and only kind of damaging to your life. And only kind of damaging. It can still you, cost you your job and your family. And yeah, you could recover, depending on how deep down the rabbit hole you go. You're probably not going to really... I guess you could... You can recover from heroin. If you go too far, <laughs> no, you die. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, haven't people... Uh, uh, people have died because they've played MMOs for too long. You're it, right. It it's, you're right. it's heroin. <laughs> it's basically MMOs equal heroin. Yeah. Not just MMOs. Grinding games in general. Grinding games Which we're about general. to talk about. But MMOs add that social component, which probably puts you over the next level of... Heroin's got a social component. Let's all hang out and do heroin together. <laughs> Is that a big part of heroin? I have no idea. <laughs> I've never done heroin. <laughs> I feel like heroin you just do when you're ready to do heroin. I play MMOs instead. <laughs> yeah, well... Well, used to. I, I don't really play them so much anymore. But. Yeah, me either, despite owning an MMO <laughs> website. Let's move off of the heroin topic <laughs> and stay with the grindy topic. But we should take a break. I agree. All right, so we're going to take a break. We'll be right back, and then we're going to grind out this last. Yep. See what I did there? Yep. So, oh, 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 so it's good. That's so bad I couldn't finish it. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I was writing down all the grindy games I could think of, and it felt like a grind just getting through the grindiness of it. I can't believe how many popular games there are that are grinding-focused, and it it just disappoints me in the world. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Okay, so first I want to define what grinding is. Okay. And people might have different definitions, but for me, it's performing a repetitive task that requires no mental stimulation to overcome and having to repeat this in order to advance the game. Okay. So that's what grinding is to me. Okay. Uh, there are games that are coming out really soon. Uh, World of Warcraft's Battle for Azeroth, their new expansion setting. So World of Warcraft's still going strong. Yep. Still primarily a grinding-based game. Uh, the raids are a little bit better. Right? Raids can be challenging, especially if you put it on a higher difficulty. Strat but the, there's strategy. There's strategy. Yeah. But the purpose of a raid is to get it to the point where you can run it mindlessly and just do it over and over and over, and it becomes a grind. To Maybe get, the first couple times isn't. And that part is exciting, and I could look at that and say, cool, right. great mechanic. But once you've beaten the core interesting component yeah. it's done once you solve the puzzle once you solve the puzzle yeah i don't need to solve the same puzzle over and over but that's what no, people that's do with these your, your gear sets i know <laughs> it's bullshit i want dark souls where i kill a boss i get his loot i get his soul i make my weapon i'm done i don't have to fight the boss a hundred times right. to get his soul drop I just get it once, I'm done. I've been rewarded for overcoming this challenge. This is also like, this is how casinos work. It's like you you play the game, you play the raid, and you're you're hoping for that, oh shit, I got the drop. And you're like, I got it. And that's a, then you, you won. And that's a good feeling. And then you look at all the other people and like, look what I got. And they're like, secretly, man, I hate you so much for getting it. But also like, oh, it's so awesome. Secretly, it's like, dang it, how'd you get that shit? Yeah, I deserve it. And yeah. then you keep playing to get it. In Diablo, the rumor mills for the next Diablo game have started to surface. Yeah. They're starting to hire. 
Diablo is just getting in there into everybody's thoughts. And Diablo is the king of the grind. There is absolutely no skill component to the core element of Diablo. Okay, there's a skill component if you don't play a lot of games. I was—I don't know, man. I, was, I don't want to. Diablo is fucking easy. I'm not going to entirely agree. Well, you're right. So, in your definition, which is if you continually do the same thing over and over until eventually, without any mental stimulation, that's a core component of grinding to me. It's not just that it's a repetitive task, okay. but that it's trivially easy. So, Diablo—it doesn't start. It's kind of like a raid in in World of Warcraft. It doesn't start trivially trivially easy. But once you figured it out, you keep doing the same thing to get better and better and better, and then it becomes... I would say it starts trivially easy. You think so? The challenges that are presented to you at any part of the game mm -hmm. are just click, 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 do your skills, click, 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 do your skills, over and over and over. And they're meant to be that you can overcome them. Yeah, maybe you die, and it takes 10 seconds to get back to where you are, mm -hmm. but unless you're playing on hardcore, where you have actual permadeath, there's nothing to even worry about. And so you don't feel like the skill trees provide some sort of strategy to it or your build? Your, your... They provide. And so what this Diablo and Path of Exile do is the game element that is thought provoking, I guess, or mm -hmm. closest to it is builds. You're right. So creating a build, I think, is a big part of what drives people to these games because there are a lot of different build opportunities to create your character how you want. Right. And usually they're just different shades of, this, of gray. I mean, whether you kill them with lightning bolts or you kill them with fireballs, it doesn't really matter. You're still killing them. Yep. Path of Exile, I think, is worse about it than Diablo because it's typically revolved... Most good builds in the game revolve around a single skill and just pumping it up to crazy levels. Uh, like a build that just has a whirling tornado around you and it damages you, but you suck enemies' health out every time you do it. So everything is revolved around just doing this whirling ability and just making it work in some way. Okay. So that's sort of what Path of Exile is. Diablo is usually built around... Four abilities or so. Maybe uh, they have bigger deals with set bonuses. Mm -hmm. uh, different sets can provide different abilities or enhance different abilities. But all of it is built around, oh, I have this idea for something. Now let me spend the next hundred hours grinding to be able to make it a reality. Okay. That's what the gameplay is. I have a vision. I want to try to uh, enact it by yeah. doing mindless tasks. Just repeat the same levels over Just repeat over. the same yeah. levels. And you get slowly closer and closer and closer. Uh, the carrot, you know, and that stick just moves, but yeah. it doesn't move too far away because you don't want it to be too far away because then you would stop playing. Yeah. Right? You need that, that heroin shot oh, yeah. every once in a while to make the, you realize what life is about. There are varying degrees of grinding, so I'm going to throw out what I think might be the worst offender, and that's uh, farming. Far, the farming style of grinding is the worst. So if we're gonna we're gonna break Absolutely. grinding down into subgenres, right? Okay. I would I would I would treat running raids as different than farming because in raids you're solely trying to solve a puzzle. Farming you're literally just standing there until something spawns and then you kill it and then you stand there. Farming is the absolute worst. Yeah. So That's, when you're yeah. when you're playing a, an MMO, I mean it's typically what the most common form of farming is, but even like running things in Diablo, I think is maybe can they're be just categorized like dress, as farming. Maybe they're just maybe it's just degrees of dressing up farming. Yeah, there's different degrees of it. Like how how dressed up is it? But really, when you get down to it, whether you're just killing one enemy with the same skills over and over, or you're killing a boss with a group of people the same way over and over, does it really matter? I mean, farming is the fact that you do it over and over again. Maybe that's the core definition. Are you having to repeat this to progress the game? Farming is sort of. I mean, it is grinding almost by another name. It's just 
farming represents a idea that you have mastered the game well enough to get to the point where you can farm instead of grinding, I think is sort of a mentality of it. Okay. But it's an illusion because farming and grinding really are the same thing. Yeah. I mean, there's not much skill in the first place to get to those things. There is a little bit, and I can understand it, like I said earlier, with World of Warcraft, when you go through a raid the first few times, it can be very challenging. Yeah, and uh, fun. And, and fun, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, it can be fun and challenging. But you, the purpose of those is to get to the point where you can farm it, where it's not challenging, and it's okay. not mini- mentally stimulating, and it's just a grind at that point. I don't really see much of a distinction between the two, other than the psychology of how people view them. There's also, uh, you know, if we're trying to spot... Some people do a really good job of dressing things up, and and so it may not even look like grinding or feel like it. But I'd say a red flag is if there's a loot drop table, like a percentage to get something, <laughs> then like you know you're grinding because that, that's what I mean. That's really what we're talking about. Um, unless you're unable to, even in Dark Souls, I think there's still percentages of things to drop. But you you're can't, right, there are, and there is actually a little bit of grinding in Dark Souls. To be fair, sort of. Uh, it's not necessary to progress. But if you're trying to like, yeah, it's trying to like, if you want to collect this set of armor, you have to, you know. If you want to collect, but you're not able certain to, things. You're not necessarily allowed to redo things over and over again, nor would you necessarily want to to project pro- progress the game. However, you know, if any of the game, if it's like, if there's a loot drop table, and you 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 need you want to do something to progress, and if there's a, there's a percentage likelihood of it happening when you complete something. Uh, that's probably a big red flag that you're dealing with right. grinding. And you, and you need to do that to progress the game. Yeah. Right? Like The whole core component is I have to get this item. All I can do is repeat this task over and over until it happens. That's grinding, yeah. And that's just, that's grinding. Yeah. And uh, But people still really like it. And I want to give a few more examples before I go into what I think are the motivations behind these and why people really get into it. Because it's a far-reaching uh, phenomenon yeah. uh, in terms of appeal. So getting a little bit still still saying kind of in the same realm as monster hunter world which mm-hmm. just came out on pc it's been out a little bit on consoles uh it's sort of grinding sort of not to advance your character there's a big grinding component of getting the next armor is heavily percentage drop based i just got to keep doing it over and over until it happens okay. uh, boss fights in the game can be pretty interesting the weapons in the game have a lot of diversity which okay. can create uh dark souls-esque uh, skill-based gameplay in it, but at some point you need to just get this loot. So it's like if you took Dark Souls, even though it doesn't have Dark Souls combat, but say you took Dark Souls combat and then you had to add a grind to it. Mm-hmm. That's sort of what it would be. There's a bigger emphasis on the multiplayer component and gathering other materials, which is just another grind. Whether you're killing enemies or gathering materials, mm-hmm. it's really one different... You're saying with Lineage... Uh, two revolutions, you know, there's different ways of going about grinding and, and dressing it up differently. It's, just, it's grinding all, it's, yeah, it's very much, it's all grinding. It's all grinding. It's just, except, well, except the, except some of the multiplayer stuff. It's sure. all grinding. Right. And that's sort of Monster Hunter World does that too. But then it adds some cool boss fights to the mix to kind of reward you and to keep that skill-based component in the game. Okay. So it's sort of a mix of, yeah, there's occasionally a heavy skill component, but then there's also a lot of grinding in the game. Uh, that's also not appealing to me because I don't want to go through 80 hours of bullshit to get to 25 hours of fun or whatever the ratio may be. Right. I want games to, to be you, fun and I don't find Grand played fun. Monster Hunter World? No, I've just done, I did research for this. Okay. Uh, it's not appealing to me because of what I just was saying. 
Uh, I, but I did find out that there's a heavier skill component than I originally thought. I thought it was just pure grinding. Uh, but there is actually... Because it's very popular. Right. It is yeah. extremely popular. I think it's the number five most played game on Steam right now. Okay. Uh, it has over 200,000 people playing at this time. So they're doing something. So, something. so they're doing something, right? They, they hit the formula well in that you basically have all of your weapons accessible from the very start of the game. There's 14 weapons, and they all play extremely differently from one another. Okay. And you get the skills for all of them very early on. So the gameplay basically stays the same, but you're presented with different challenges to overcome uh, in terms of how to use those weapons. And okay. then you can party up with people and go fight these big boss fights that last 20 minutes. It's multiplayer? It, yeah, it's multiplayer. Oh, cool. So that's also a big component of it, I believe. Uh, Wait, so is it an MMO or is it... It's like an MMO light game. Okay. Because you do have this progression element of, I just have to grind to get better armor, to, can, to get be, better ranks, to fight better monsters. Can you repeat the boss fights? Uh, I don't know the answer to that question. Okay. I think that there's some like, random element to them okay. where they change, but I don't know the actual answer to that. But they're like, the boss fights... Well, I just know the high level of how the you. gameplay works. And so... The brunt of it, there are parts that sound appealing, mm -hmm. but too much of it sounds unappealing to me because, again, I don't... Yeah, you're burned out on grinding games. I'm just burned out. I've done my grinding. I've played my Diablos and all that, and I'm just done with it. And if grinding sets in more than an hour or two, it's just done for me. Right. I can do, like, five minutes of a grind out of every ten hours of actual fun gameplay <laughs> or something. Sure. But if it's the majority, then I'm not in. Uh, something that is also... Not involved with fighting at all, but is farming in multiple senses is Stardew Valley. Okay, I've heard of this game. It's super popular indie game. You run a farm. Okay. You have a farm. There's a bunch of villagers who you can romance and talk with. It's like Farmville, basically, or is it? Yeah, I mean, it's there's it's nicer than that. Okay. You you have resources that you you, you plant things, you, you take them out, you can go hunting in this dungeon to get more resources. Uh, there's So there's a little bit of a Zelda combat feel to it, and okay. there's also just gather materials. Go mine this rock, go plant this uh, plant, plant this herb, and then get it, and then cook food, or whatever. The game, just I played it for 30 minutes and I was done because I just was immediately, A, I'm not into very cutesy games in general. There's probably a few exceptions. Yeah. Uh, so that wasn't super appealing. But quickly, I mean, my first task is just, like, I'm running a farm. I don't want to run a farm. <laughs> That's not the dream I have of any part of my life. Not into it. No. Yeah. Just being a mage and blowing shit up, that sounds cool. A farm? <laughs> no. That's Where not what I want to do. Remember when you were hunting for that mage blowing shit up game? For oh, a while. yeah. That was a good game. <laughs> Dragon's Dogma. Good game. Dragon's Dogma. Uh, so, yeah, this game is a farming game about farming. And it's just do things to get better things to progress to the next element of getting better things in the game. And the key difference here is that the things you're doing are essentially repetitive and mindless. Yes. Yeah. No matter, right. Regardless of how it's dressed up, it's not about solving puzzles. It's not about interesting story. It's not about strategy it's about just click this button enough times absolutely okay yeah and and i'll do one more quick which is jrpg classic jrpg style games yeah. with random battles none of them require any mental stimulation it's just use your abilities move on get to the next point get to the save 
screen, rest, and then you yeah. go fight the boss. And maybe the bosses can be challenging, yeah. but the random battles and shit in between are absolutely not. And that's the core gameplay, other than story, for JRPGs. Yeah. But even if the story is good, if I have to go through a bunch of mindless crap, I'd rather just read a book to get a good story. Yeah. Because books do stories pretty damn well, oddly enough. So, quick sidebar. Um, we talked about Witcher 3, which I assume is not. Is this on your list for grindiness? No, I don't. It's not grindy. I mean, you don't have... You, there is a little bit of grinding in that you need it to get certain potions. Okay. Uh, but they refill pretty easily. You use different alcohols, okay. which uh, refill your potions. And those just drop frequently enough from enemies that you're not really going to have to go through the trials and tribulations of having to get all of this crap again. Okay. Well, I bring it up because I you know, I mentioned that once I finished Dune, I was going to read... Uh, the Witcher series, because I was told, you know, when I tried to play Witcher 3, I just wasn't into it at all, like, not at all. Yeah, you have to be immersed um, in that game to like it. Yeah, so I've been reading... Because well, the gameplay is okay. Audiobooks, I'm always on the road, but, uh, yeah, so I'm doing, the first one is, a, like, a collection of short stories. It is. Yeah. It's cool. It is. I mean, it's very classic, like, potions and spells and daggers and monsters, like, it, it, and I, coming off of Dune, it's like a... It's like one of from uh, Chani Mayville's, you know, uh, Iron Council and stepped into Ready Player Suck, which I'm still calling it that. Uh, <laughs> I like it. Not as dramatic, though. Fortunately, which is actually kind of good. Um, so I'm digging it so far. I'm, in I'm into it. I'm interested. The characters are a big part of Witcher. I mean, Geralt is Geralt. Ger and Witchers are unique. Yeah. The rest of the game world, yeah, there's, like you said, magic and potions and stuff. The Monster Hunter component of he's sort of a sorcerer, sort of a warrior. We'll, we'll come back to it once I get... You know, uh, it's, just, it's interesting because also it's got. I don't know if it's what's his intention or if it's part of the greater story, but like how it pulls in classic fairy tales into this. Like, it, there's like Cinderella references, Beauty and the Beast references. There's uh, 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 what's her name, Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. There's just references. enough of a twist on it yeah. that it feels unique. They make them all dark. Yeah, but I'm yeah, like, it's oh, super, that's, it's super dark. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, that kind of caught me off guard at first. I was not expecting that. <laughs> But then I have reminded myself this is from a Polish writer who comes from part of Europe where all these stories were originated. So it doesn't it makes sense to me that this is like part of the deeper folklore, not the Disney versions of these stories. Um, anyways, uh, also the Heretics of Dune. You had you stopped at book. I did. Yeah, really good book, uh, dude. It's really well. He went back from telling like weird philosophy books to an actual sci-fi story. It's really okay. good. Okay. It's really good. Right, maybe at some point. I've got 20 yeah. books on my shelf that I need to read. And I'm about to read. I'm about Once I get done with the Geralt stuff, I'm going to go into the next book. But anyways, okay. all right. So Witcher 3, not too grindy. So Witcher Back 3, to... no, not, not yeah. grindy. Okay, so there are all these games. Survival games like Ark Survival Evolved, also pretty grindy. You can spend three hours doing the same thing just to tame a dinosaur. Just like feeding him little kibbles of food or whatever the hell you do in that game. Yeah. So all of these things are... do these Perform these repetitive tasks... So that you can accomplish some sort of task in the game, which is usually to progress in some manner. To get right. to the next part of the story, or to get to the next boss fight. So I think there are a few reasons why these games are so popular. These games are extremely popular. World of Warcraft, Monster Hunter World, okay. Diablo, Path of Exile, Stardew Valley. These are all hugely popular games. Lineage 2. Lineage Revolution. 2. I, I would say, I mean, looking at this, it's this and shooter games are just, those are the most popular ways of making a game. Shooter yep. mechanics are also just easy to get into, and that makes sense. That's a separate thing. So grinding. I think the biggest component of why it's uh, appealing is a relaxing, meditative experience. You can turn your brain off and win. You can turn your brain off and do something. Yes. You, you have a focal point 
for your mind to meditate on. Rather than meditating and focusing on your breath, which is a pretty common meditation technique, you just focus on the game. You don't have to be engaged. You have to be just engaged. I'm going to say to be engaged. You have to be just engaged enough that your body sort of goes on autopilot. Yeah. And you can relax. You can focus your energy. You can do all the, perform all the aspects, all the positivity of meditation, but in a different way. Yeah. So your, your argument is that it's, that's actually, I think a very complimentary way to put it. Um, because that's absolutely how it feels. And I, I do the same thing, uh, with, I think, I think I'm attracted to sometimes grindy games, the same reason I get attracted sometimes to, um, what would, I would consider to be kind of just flicks like movies that are just not, they're just fun movies. And the reason why for me is like take yesterday and today, for instance, like yesterday was a huge work day for me. Today's another huge stressful work day. When I finally get home, I'm not, I'm not really in a mental place where I want to dig into something really engaging, deep and, and struggle filled. You know what I'm saying? Like not real. I'm not looking for a challenge right now mentally. Um, this is my break from my work day today. Like this is giving me my, my brain is doing something else. It's active and engaging. That's different than my work. And so I dig that. So when I get home, like, and I'm looking at my, what I want to do, do I want to like read some deep, difficult book? Do I want to dive into some like real engaging indie movie? Or do I just want to play no man's sky for a little bit? You know, one of those right. things is going to give me that kind of zen. And it really just depends. And yeah, if your day is stressful, the yeah. zen like meditation is probably going to be more appealing. And I think it's a way for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, if you have a crappy job, if you have crappy situations, crappy work, crappy... Uh, I wouldn't uh, say crappy. I would not not crappy. I don't say crappy, but stressful. Stressful or just, just uh, something that really requires a lot of mental energy. All Fair enough. Like, you could, it could be a fun, maybe a fun, like, uh, relaxing, well, not, not relaxing, but it could be a fun, uh, not crappy job. You're right. That still requires a lot of just, I'm having to work and solve and think all day long. I think I initially think of you're in a a situation where you don't like your job or maybe friends, family are stressing you out or whatever. But you're right. It's not just that. It's, there's a lot of, you could be something you truly love, but it just takes everything out of you. And the best way of recharging is some sort of meditative element. Well, and, but you know, to what you said though is still true. A lot of people do have, and I've been in jobs where I'm just like, man, this job sucks. I can't wait to get home and play World of Warcraft, that thing I love to do. Or like, man, or, and this is a problem for a lot of people and it's been a problem for me too. I really don't want to go to class and study this subject that I really hate and spend time reading a textbook about something I really don't enjoy and I'm not good at and I'm, because I'm not studying, but also because I just don't get it and it makes me frustrated. Or I can go grind on this thing that makes me relax, feel good, and I can easily easily get quote-unquote better at the game. So that brings me to my next point. Okay. I think meditation is one reason. I think the second biggest reason is guaranteed achievement. Yeah, You will win if you put in the time in all these grindy games. You are guaranteed to become the great wizard of Astaroth if you just put, you just put in a little bit of time to level up your character. Which I'm going to jump back and retract what I said about Dark Souls earlier because as we were talking, it occurred to me that um, what I was calling grindiness in Dark Souls is not. It's uh, practice at getting better at the game. Because once you get better at the game, you don't have to do that shit over and over again. You, once you're good enough, you can just like skip all those enemies. It doesn't matter whether you have no clothes on and no weapon. You can still beat the game. If yeah, you're good you can beat the game at level one. Right. So being completely naked. I retract my... You're not required to grind to get better at the game. 
that grinding is like easy mode for Dark Souls. Right. Yeah. Okay, so I'm retracting that. Okay, gotcha. What you're saying. Yeah. Guaranteed achievement is a big thing. I mean, I I don't know what makes guaranteed achievement appealing to some people and not to others because you know there's the people who have sort of dead-end jobs who aren't going anywhere and you could say oh they want to have guaranteed achievement in their life but there are people that are successful that also i mean successful by society standards of income or whatever you want to judge it by uh, that go to the gym that work out that have a good family life whatever that also find these games very appealing and they both cross the cross section is still the guaranteed achievement. If I put in the work and the quote work, I don't, I don't say work because uh, work implies some level of using your brain to me. But if you put in the time, uh, you will win, quote unquote, I wonder, in this game. I wonder if they're playing, if those types of people are playing it for different reasons also. Or if you, I wonder if those people are even aware necessarily of the reasons why they're playing the game. Why they love it so much. I don't think most people are aware of why they like certain games. I just spend a lot of my time analyzing why I like games. I was going to ask, like, when you were doing research for this, did you come across any, like, actual studies that have looked at why people play MMOs so much? No. Uh, there's just lots of anecdotal and conjecture. Okay. But not a lot of... And there's a lot of studies on how gaming can be damaging for you sure. playing them. But See that, yeah. Uh, nothing on the exact reasons why people are from at least no good scientific studies as to why people are doing these things. Uh, passing time also seems to be one, which is sort of a weird one, but I just have 30 minutes to kill. I don't know what else to do. Yeah. This is easy. It sort of goes into that relaxing atmosphere and guaranteed achievement a little bit, yep. but they do venture out in that you're not necessarily looking forward to this activity. It's just I have... 30 minutes, and I don't know how else to fill it. Yeah. And it's very easy. Uh, passing time is sort of a depressing reason to do something. <laughs> Just killing uh, time. Yeah. If, if you're in a situation where you're in a doctor's office and you need to kill five minutes, that's a different uh, situation than if you are at your house yeah. and you have 30 minutes until you need to go out to some party you're going to or a dinner or whatever. Yeah. There's probably something better you can do to pass time. Or... Really sad if you're just trying to pass time until it's time to go to bed and get up for work the next day. Ooh, dark and depressing. Uh, also super dark and depressing. And there are some elements of that that are, yeah, absolutely depressing. And depression also plays into some of these reasons why people get into these games. But that's way deep down, and I don't want to get into yeah. that element. There is one other aspect, although this isn't grinding. This is, I think, part of dressing up or making grinding be more tolerable, which is really, I think, what a lot of these companies are trying to do. They want you to tolerate the grind by making it as fun as possible, right? And I think one of the... That is the goal. Yeah, Absolutely. One of the things is the social aspect. So a lot of people, like we've heard plenty of stories growing up and today about how people meet make just not real life friends, but sometimes meet significant others through these games. And you get friends, people that you spend more time talking to than people in your real life. And, and I actually, I want to say, I want to change the way I said that because real life isn't fair because it's still real life. You're still really talking to people and really playing a game with other real people. So what, I'm, what I guess what I should say is you spend more time socializing with these people in a digital world versus the physical world that you exist in. Or at least, well, every, shit, let me try this again. Everybody's actually in the physical world, too. I guess uh, digital versus in-person. Yeah. Yeah, you interact with people differently. 
Yes. And that, uh, yeah. yeah, and I was going to get to that. And <laughs> yes, the social component, especially with MMOs, is a big part. And you don't have to have grinding to have a social component, though. Right. But what it does is it lowers the skill ceiling so that everybody can join in. Yeah. You don't have to be an expert gamer oh. to play an MMO. Anyone can jump in and play it. I mean, there are eight-year-olds who play MMOs. But it, like Dark Souls requires expertise. Right. Dark Souls require, requires a lot of skill. Yeah, I mean, and I suck at Dark Souls. So right. I've never finished one of them because I try to play them and I want to be part of it, but I don't have the time to get good enough to Yeah. So, you know, games like XCOM and, and multiplayer games... Dude, XCOM 2. Multiplayer competitive games require skill. Yeah. Uh, so those are not games that everyone can join in on and the lowered level of complexity in order to achieve success is a big component of what drives MMOs especially and then with the social aspect it's, it's also not just interacting with people it's being able to compare yourself against other people yeah. oh I've got the battle axe of doom you don't so my item level is 120 points higher get wrecked yeah I mean honestly at any point in a grind game like that, you're going to be ahead of a lot of people. So you're better than... And there's a lot of people who are better than you, but you are better than a lot of other people, objectively. Like, whether you're... Right. Even though you're all doing the same thing, clicking buttons against a creature, you're fighting creatures that are a different color, and your gear is a little better, and your numbers are higher. And, and you know, that's, a, I guess, a potential source of confidence boosting yep. self-esteem boosting i guess yeah and i and that gets into the very last point so i like how you've been able to segue without thinking about uh, it yeah these all been... this is i think there's a very small section of people but they equate putting in time into mastery or success or that a game is challenging they think if i if i can put in 300 hours and i have an expert level character and you only put in 100 hours i'm better at the game that's not true. All you did was spend 200 more hours playing the game. You were right. not. You might be better at the very minuscule amount of skill that these games require. Yeah. But you're not better at it. You just have put in more time. So yeah, I mean that's that's And it doesn't and it does not make the game hard and it it pisses me off. Yeah, because if somebody else when people in, say that the game is hard because of it. If somebody else puts in 300 hours, they're going to be in the same spot. Right. Right. There are so many games that I will look at and I, I like to look up difficult games every once in a while just to see if I'm missing anything, yeah. whatever. And people will say XYZ game is challenging. And you get into it, and it's not challenging. It just takes 200 hours to do all the bullshit so you can beat the game. Yeah. It's just a grind. And that's all it is. It doesn't require any strategy. Into, it doesn't use any mental stimulation. It's just a bullshit grind dressed up in some sort of difficult sauce that people think... Oh, I'm so cool because I was able to... <laughs> Did you say difficult sauce? Yeah. <laughs> and I was able to get through the menial tasks that were presented to me by the developers. Okay. Uh, so that's the last thing. But I think that's a very small segment of people that really get into it. I think the biggest part is the meditation, the relaxing. I, I get that from other aspects, but I could see how people would, would get into this more. Well, maybe if you have less, depending on how much time you have for gaming or how you go about your gaming, that could also influence it. Well, maybe, and this could be a whole episode on itself, but like the reason you, you know, reason I play games used to be, uh, or at some points in my life was escapism, and at some points in my life, like right now, it's just relaxing, and right. that also alters the types of games I play. Absolutely. And you know, so that's I think some people are playing with MMOs. You can play it for either reason. If you're, you can be escaping into the game, or you can just be using it for relaxation because you're grinding and grind. Is... And it does bring in both of those types of people. Yeah. 
So shit, that's a that's a good one. Yeah, I think it's pretty interesting. The there's just a lot of psychology behind grinding, and there are a lot of reasons why it appeals to people. Yeah, uh, it's well, it's going to keep coming up. Um, it's definitely. I mean, like I just said, grinding and shooting mechanics are the two most popular mechanics. Yeah. In games, and that's why. Uh, what do you think? Like Call of Duty and these other games are so popular because they combine them both. They do. There's, yeah. There's a, now there's there is a, a grind element to there's them. A, well, it's a meta grind. It's, it's never right. it's never a grind in the game, but they added this meta grind component, right. which also pulls in the achievement like mechanic, and it just becomes this perfect storm of addicted. Yeah. yeah, it really does. I mean, that's a big reason why PUBG and Fortnite are appealing because you have the simplicity of a shooter, mm-hmm. but then you have they don't have the meta progression. They have, because of meta there's, there's a, but there's an in-game progression. Yeah. Like like MOBAs. MOBAs have that same thing. So pro- I guess progression is sort of linked to grinding, but not necessarily. And, well, it, and I guess, and that's a whole other topic. Because even the games we talked about earlier, like Red Dead Redemption and Doom uh, 2, have potential for grindiness. So we'll see what happens, I guess. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, Doom 1 didn't have any grinding. So, or Doom 2016 didn't have any grinding. None? No. Oh, that's cool. The game is perfect. The game's so bad. No, I'm like what it was. super hyped up on it. All right, so um, I think we've gone long enough. I think so. Do you have yeah. anything else? No, I mean, I think we covered the ins and outs of grinding. Uh, I really hate grinding. <laughs> I can tell, man. We're going to be coming back to this topic but, again. But, sure. I, but I think it's important to understand. I mean, everyone has different opinions in the world, and that isn't, I'm not, my opinion isn't right, obviously, on grinding. There's reasons these games are popular. Um, objectively, it's... A- it's object- <laughs> yeah, people are objectively wrong about their opinions, <laughs> so they need to uh, improve them. Yeah. <laughs> Come see uh, the light. Uh, see, my, I'm 10 out of 10. <laughs> 10, out of 10. <laughs> as long as these games that I hate don't make it so games like XCOM and Dark Souls go away, yeah. it's cool. I, I don't think those games are going anywhere. I don't think. They're popular enough that it's still working out. All right. Uh, well, that's. I think that that's it for us. I, that's it. That was a good one. That's a long we, episode. We uh, dove in. Hell yeah. And hit it hard. All right. Uh, next week we'll be back with the um, sound sound of music episode, which we're pretty Ooh, excited sound about. Of music, I like it. Sound of music, yeah, so so delightful. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you can check out all of our social media on nosickdayspodcast.com. Yep. Uh, also, email us at nosickdayspodcast at gmail dot com if you want to get in touch with us directly, or complain about what we're talking about, or add opinions, or tell us we're wrong, or tell us we're right, or I don't know, recommend games we should play. Yeah, as long as your opinions are objectively accurate, then yeah. you can email ten out of us. ten opinions. We only accept objective ten out of ten. Yes. Otherwise, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, fuck off. <laughs> we will hit that spam button so hard. Yeah. All right, uh, well, Chris. <laughs>